Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast. I'm Joe, and I'm on the phone today with Ronnie Rage. Tell everybody what's up, bro. Yo, yo, how you feeling, man? <laughs> yo, bro, thanks for, uh, like, taking time out of your busy schedule to, like, join us today and, like, sit down and talk about, you know, what you've been doing and how you've been moving lately. Man, it's no problem, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, honestly. no, it's been dope because, I mean... I mean, when I first met you, when when I first meet you, let's talk. Let's talk about that first. Like when I first met you back in October. Yeah, right. Doing the the Burbs podcast. Yeah, you were doing an open crib for Burbs at the crib, and you were chilling, and I like I got to know you and shit, and like learned about like your music and stuff, and I was I was blown away because I'm like, damn, you've really been, you've put the years in, and like you've been putting the time in to kind of get to the point you're at now. Um, would you say that's kind of fair? Yeah, it's been it's been a long time, man. And honestly, I feel like even still, like I'm just starting out. Like even though I've been doing it, it's been what six years now since I started recording. And then I changed my name to Ronnie Rage. What like five years or no? Nah, that was like six years. That was 2015. Wow. Yeah. Um. Because you've been you've been mixing producing engineering you've been doing like all aspects of it too for forever and i think it's just like it's so raw to see like a lot of artists coming up now i feel like they do all things it's not just like a one-dimensional like i've sing or like i'm melodic and i think like you do a great job of like really being talented in all different levels of it can you kind of talk about what goes through your head kind of when you're in the studio space and like when you're working and like kind of describe your creativity process a little bit yeah I do want to say, I think it's important that people, you know, do have multiple skill sets because, um, you know, if, if you just do the same thing over and over again, um, it's kind of hard to, I guess, push the boundary or stand out, you know, because like you said, there's so many people now that they do produce, they do rap and sing and do all this other stuff. And it's like, if you're just listening to other people all the time and just doing the same stuff over and over again, you won't really, you know, stand out amongst people because there's some talent out there, like for real. Um, but mainly like my process i just go into everything as a brand new project like i don't look at anything as in oh i'm ronnie rage i have songs that sound like this so i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that like literally every time i go in there it's a whole different thing new type of beat new type of lyrics new flows i don't think i've ever done the same flow twice honestly how much how much music would you say you make like i'm not gonna do you per day because like shit happens every day you know but like how much how much music would you say you probably be making like a week in like a week, I'll say a week, I'll, I'll try to make like three beats a day, like quality beats, um, like a finished beat versus like, you know, just like starting some shit. I, I try to make three beats a day and then every few days or so I'll go through those beats and I'm like, all right, you know, I'll record to, you know, one or two beats. So probably like 15, 20 beats a week and try to record at least once or twice out of those beats or have other people send me beats and then I just like go off that. Yeah, that's hard. Um, Talk about, like, I know you're kind of engineering a lot lately, too, and you've been kind of operating out of your own studio. Can you kind of go into detail and share, obviously, what you can about where, like, what you've been on lately in terms of, like, a studio setup? Oh, yeah, the studio, um, honestly, is probably the greatest thing to happen to me, uh, as like, career-wise, just being in that environment, because uh, down the hall, you know, we got J. Craig and, you know, CB, the dude who owns the building is Ray Nima. You know, he's a profound engineer. You know, he, man, if you look him up, look up his discography and stuff that he's worked on, 
you know, he's he's a legend in the music world, like since the eighties, nineties. Um, and personally, my mentor Jimmy, he's the one that brought me into the studio in our little space there. Uh, he's been mixing, mastering my music, like projects and stuff like that. Um, you know, since I was seventeen, eighteen years old, and he basically taught me everything I know about engineering, mix mastering, how to record, mic techniques. Um, he taught me all of that stuff. So for him to bring me there was just a blessing because now I get to be with these people every day and, you know, I get to ask questions and see the type of projects they're working on. And, um, I'm more of a, a student, you know, I, I started that student stage again. I just ask a million questions to everybody, kind of annoy the fuck out of everyone. But, you know, I like the notion and like being there is perfect because everybody in there is like really good at what they do. Yeah, I feel like just knowing stuff in general, no matter what you do, you know what I mean? It's like you got to know all aspects of what you're entering, what you're walking into. Like with what I do, it's like I didn't just start a podcast in my first week. You know what I mean? Like I had to learn things about the music business first before I could just like step out and be recorded every week. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like right. it's the same thing for artists. And like it's a credit to you for real because like I, since I've known you, like I feel like that's kind of always been the mentality for you is like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like bubbling and like I can make some big plays if I wanted to maybe get some cool features. But like, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my head locked in. Like I'm staying local. Like I'm building that fan base up and like, I mean, talk about your fans too. Like, talk about having like a committed fan base um, at where you're at with your career and like what that's kind of meant in terms of like a motivation, a like let's keep learning and like trying to make my quality just like all the way there for being like the independent artist without like the major label backing. Yeah, uh, the fans definitely for me specifically, I, I can't speak on like you know just a generalization, but for me specifically, I think my supporters are like the best because they give me time to like work on it like you said the quality of it and everything like that since i've been at the studio i don't think i've dropped a song since i've been since i moved in there it was like two three months ago um because i dropped middle of the night in january and you know they blew that shit up you know people were posting about it every day still posting about it still sharing it still dming me um and i'm just glad that I can give them quality music that can hold them over until I'm like ready to deliver something else, you know, because I'm not one of those people that like, Oh, I need to be posting every two seconds and dropping a song every other day. You know, like I, I really take my time with it. And I think they appreciate that because I could just be one of these dudes that just drop, you know, some bullshit every week just to say, I drop a song every week, you know, and I, they just, they just make it so much easier for me because I, that pressure is just alleviated. Um, so when I do drop, you know, they just go crazy and i think that's what happens every time is like uh quality control it's, it's not like oh hey i'm just flood the streets with music and you know one song might pop off and stuff like I, I go into it strategically for them so they can have the best experience you know like if i got a good song i'll wait to shoot the video uh if it's a project song i'll wait till the project is finished before i even drop that song you know what i mean i, I like mm -hmm. to take my time with it and uh really since i've been in the studio like i've been listening to all of this shit that i was ready to release and i'm like damn like i thought this shit was fired three months ago and i'm listening to it now and i'm like yeah we could have did better on that so it's like i'm just really hard on myself and they make it so much easier um to just be me i guess yeah bro they, they fuck with it, all, the, all the different waves and shit that i do too like it doesn't matter what genre of music i drop like they fuck with it it's weird yeah no because your fans are really there i mean it's not like that's not cap when i say that like you really do have like a fan base for an underground artist and it's impressive you know that's really hard to like achieve and, and get to that point and i think when you're saying like the hard work thing you're just kind of like keeping your head down like can you go into more detail for those who may be listening who like you know how would you tap into somebody who like you know 
may need to hear that message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I would say, so it's, it's two aspects of it. I would say if you're wanting to be an artist or you want to make music or you're thinking about doing any art in general, um, you know, think about how you want to come across. Think about your delivery, your aesthetic, you know, uh, the presentation. You know, it, it, it all plays a part into it. The brand, the brand is, is one. Uh, first of all, when you make music, I always look at it as like, music is a product of your brand. You know what I'm saying? Your art, your music, you're not, your, your music is not the brand. Your music is a product of the brand. So if you have the brand and you can attract followers and influence people on a day-to-day basis, you know what I'm saying? Like I could post a fucking coffee drink or something right now and have 10 people like, yo, I'm going to go try that. You know, like that's influence. It, it's not necessarily fandom. Um, but I would, I would just tell people, you know, work on your, your shit first. Make sure you have five, ten good quality songs before you drop one. You know what I'm saying? Before you drop one song, you should have the next five songs, like, ready to go. Even though if you're not ready to drop them, like, they should be prepared to go. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just think people can do themselves a big favor by taking things a little bit slower and playing a long game, realizing, like, okay, I have this really fire song, and then I have, like, four songs that are kind of good but not as fire. You can drop those and lead up to that single. You know, build the momentum up and let it develop naturally versus you know, just trying to, you know, shoot in the dark and hope you hit a target. Yeah, bro. Um, <clears throat> you were talked about earlier, middle of the night. Um, that's still one of my favorite projects that's came out this year um, in 2021. It was a really dope, I honestly like a listening experience um, and just like the overall like flow from song to song was incredible and the music video was very well done. Um, can you just kind of talk about like how that rollout went for you and like, you know, what you've seen from it. I think, obviously, I think Lyrical shouted out the project as well and, like, talk about what, like, it was like getting that Lyrical nod as well. It's, like, two yeah. separate questions for you. Uh, yeah, that middle of the night was a trip, man, because uh, it's funny because I had a whole other project. I don't know if you've ever heard, like, Tink on E or Four Rings, um, those songs. I had a project developed around that, um, and then we were, like, starting to get a little mini tour put together. My manager, Jose, was, like, going crazy, getting me shows booked in Florida and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. And uh, basically, I just used the, the project that I had already before middle of the night, and I dropped them as singles. And then the COVID, like, kind of just inspired me to, like, dig a little bit deeper. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that's really what, how middle of the night came about. Um same thing, you know, I just made some beats, a freestyle and everything, you know, just going off the top of the head, saying what I really feel, uh, put it together. And honestly, it took us so long to actually get it out because I'm, like I said, I'm so particular about it. It was supposed to come out uh, summer of 20, what, 2020 last year? What, what year is it? 2021, right? 2021, yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to come out at the end of the summer last year or like fall time. And we took our time with it and I'm, I'm glad we did because we wanted to get the visuals right and wanted to get you know, photo shoot for the cover art and make sure everything was mixed and mastered perfectly. And uh, honestly, everybody did a a great job. Videographer did a great job, photographer, engineer, my manager. Um, And then it came out, I dropped it on my birthday. And it was actually wild because we we have some relationships with some writers, uh, specifically this kid, Danny Adam at Lyrical Lemonade. He's he's been tapped in, you know, like he, he asked me like, yo, you got some unreleased stuff, you know, what's the word on this and that? So it was kind of like he was waiting you know for something quality to write about because i hadn't dropped a project since he had uh since i met him or encountered him so that was like all organic you know he genuinely 
wrote what he felt and honestly that is the best one of the best write-ups i've ever had written about me or anyone in general just the descriptions that he was putting in uh you know that happened and then it was just like a snowball effect you know we got some uh some press out in paris somehow uh because they saw it on lyrical lemonade i just had a bunch of random just encounters like based off that project and it's still pushing and honestly i think we still got a visual or two to still drop from that i'm kind of just I'm not saying milking it, but like we're gonna kind of drag it out, and you know, it's it's a it's a timeless piece of work. I think I'll listen to that in five years and still be impressed. Yeah, bro, and I I must say, like as a listener, it it was incredible when it dropped. I mean, like I was really hyped for it. I remember I was I was back in Boston in my house, and it just yeah, like blown away, bro. I mean, you know, five songs, fourteen minute runtime, and just like was very very happy with it, and was like, yo, this kid is for real kind of up to something you know different in this city um kind of talk about how you you network around chicago and like how you how you be moving through the city um yeah chicago i will say chicago is is a tough place to uh to really you know dive into because personally i'm from the suburbs um like suburbs chicago like 30 minutes out west Mm -hmm. um so i mean that creates like a boundary in itself because you know the city kids don't really want to rock with the burb kids and stuff like that but i think my work kind of just speaks for itself. Um, and I don't, I don't really like thirst people, like hit them in the DM, like, yo, 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 you know, like I kind of just, I'll follow people, even if they don't follow me back, I'll still follow them, favorite their stuff, retweet their stuff. And it's all genuine connections. You know, I, I reach out to people because I genuinely enjoy what they do. Um, whether we work together or not, you know, I just take care of people, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always there for people, whether it's personal, business related, music related, um, you know, I'll, I'll go out to shows, pop-ups, and come support people, and, you know, stuff like that. Just real organic, slow networking. I don't I don't like to do shit just because, oh, this person knows this person, so I need to get in contact with them. You know, I kind of, like, how I came across you, you know, it was all natural. And ever since then, like, we've just been, you know, cool. It was never, like, you know, some industry weird right. shit. And yeah. Chicago's not the place for that, you know, because people out here really don't fuck with that, that, you know, what's the word for it? Pretentious. Yeah. Pretentious people. Yeah, it's really not like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not from here, you know what I mean? But like, you can notice it right away when you, when you, after a while, it's just like Chicago is very clicky, you know what I'm saying? Uh, no matter who it is. And it's like, it's, it is very challenging in a lot of ways to kind of feel like you're making like authentic relationships in the business field. Cause it's like, you just really don't know what people be saying behind your back or how they truly feel. But I feel like, you know, you've done a hell of a job being able to like hit the top of the top in a lot of ways and also like do it in other parts of the country like because i know you'd be spending a lot of time out in la as well mm-hmm. um and i wanted yeah. to ask you like if you have any plans on going out there this summer uh like when you're going to be out there so we can link but like you know if if you're going to be out there like what do you plan on doing out there like all that yeah i, I love la um especially on the uh, industry tip i mean it's weird out there too you know like chicago is weird in its own way i mean just out of chicago being chicago people just naturally feel like they need to protect themselves but LA is is weird too but I love it because there's so many more people and like they're open-minded they're creative they're different there's no specific like LA I mean there is a Cali sound but like a lot of people from in in LA are not even from LA so you get like this mixture of like creativity and inspiration and it's just like walking around out there you know you'll just see something on the street and it's like damn I gotta hit a studio and like write about this shit you know and uh, the studios out there, everybody's pretty cool. There's one uh, studio that I fuck with out there called Hush Money. Uh, they they're going crazy, you know. Shout out Kevin, shout out Chris. They 
go crazy, you know. And every time I go to LA, that's I lock in with them and Green Tea Studios. Shout out Yoni and Ursa. Um, they're just all good, good guys, you know, and they really are passionate about what they do. So when I go out there, I lock in with them. Everybody makes beats. Everybody song writes. Everybody, you know, records their own music. So it's like you can just get all of these heads together and you know, crazy things happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I love going to LA. I, I might be out there sometime this, in this next few months. I'm not sure yet. You know, with the COVID shit, mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It's not enjoyable just going to anywhere because you can't really do anything. But are you um, getting vaccinated? Are you gonna? Are you think you're gonna go through with that? <laughs> Honestly, I'm gonna be that guy. No, I don't think I am, bro. Personally, I, I don't really think. Uh, I don't know. It's just weird to me like how fast that shit rolled out so i'm kind of skeptical maybe in a few months or something yeah. it's just still an issue and there's some more research on the stuff but I, i'm not one of those like medicine people i'm like really holistic and like how i treat my body like no i feel um, you bro yeah like if i get sick you know i'll drink some tea some orange juice and some stuff like that the last thing i'll ever want to do is go to a doctor you know no i feel you bro like i like personally i got the vaccine just because it was like someone was able to just do it for me i had to, i didn't have to lift a finger and it was just like i knew i was gonna need it because i'm gonna be traveling a bunch in like may and shit and i was just like whatever man like i smoke weed you know like what's the worst thing that's gonna happen i really just rolled the dice with it but i get it for a lot of other people where it's like you know it's your decision you know what i mean it's your body you know what i'm saying like i, I don't understand like well people like, there's one thing where it's like, oh, like, I, I feel like there's there's some sides of it that are like, oh, yeah, they're w- way too strong with it. But, like, you know, for a lot of other people where they're just like, hey, I just want to feel it out and, like, really see what's going on with it first. You know what I mean? Like, you're seeing all these other stories of people, like, getting sick or, like, having horrible health effects. You know what I mean? I totally get it for people where they're just like, hey, I want to, like, really feel out all my options first and stuff. I, I totally get it. I think it's going to be wild, though, almost like to see how certain shows and venues or whatever are, are moving though. Like, how do you feel like the industry as a whole, like all levels of it, you know what I mean? Um, are going to be kind of handling like post pandemic, you know, business and, and, and like, do you feel like there will be changes and stuff or no? Uh, to be honest, I feel like when things first open up and I mean, this is not even just the industry in general, just business is how I've, like seeing things operate. So Boom, you have a state of emergency or you have some crazy, you know, proclamation by president or whoever else. And they're like, do this, do that. It, that shit lasts for like a week, two weeks before things, you know, really start going back to normal. Like, you know, they're having festivals out in Florida right now. And Florida was like one of the worst states of COVID. I think it, it, economically, we can't afford to just be, you know, shut down forever, you know. So yeah. I think... I don't know when this shit's going to end or how it's going to end. I, I don't see it coming to an abrupt end. Like, hey, COVID's over. Like, go back out. You know, like, it's going to be phases. And um, I think some people will adhere to the regulations. I think some people will say, fuck it and just do what they want. Um, whether that's responsible or not, that's not for me to judge. But I, I don't see the industry really uh, putting a pause on this stuff for too much longer. Um, you know, because these venues, they, they need this stuff to happen, to stay open, keep their bills paid. So... I don't know how it's going to work, but yeah. I, I personally don't think it's going to be too strict. Because, um, I mean, look at music in general. The whole idea of the music industry is like, hey, fuck the rules, fuck this, fuck that. I do what I want, you know, so. And, dude, so many venues closed in Chicago during the pandemic. And, I mean, I'm sure that's a big issue in, like, other cities as well. But, I mean, just seeing it in Chicago, like, all the fucking venues that had to shut, you know, shut their doors 
you know, some pretty crazy, you know, venues had to close because it's like they couldn't pay the rent, you know, they just, they weren't getting shows for a year straight, so. Right, and it's sad to see, you know, because Chicago, we already have, like, a weird art scene in general, like, there's not too many outlets to begin with, so I think, you know, this is just, it, it, it's, it's putting an impact on the, on the whole city, you know, economically, culturally, like, I, I think, you know, it is what it is, but personally you know well we'll just have to see i'm, I'm kind of upset because i'm like damn i had a whole mini tour booked up you know who knows what i would have been able to do with that or what music i would have made inspired by that like you know should have could have would have you know but yeah. at this point I'm, I'm just waiting for stuff to to develop but at the same time i am enjoying the pace of things because it allows me you know i'm already a slow mover when it comes to releases and doing this and that so this is great for me because i have an uh, excuse to take my time and do what i have to do <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, hey, you so you haven't toured yet, right? Not not officially, no. Are you are you thinking about doing the, your first official tour um, this summer? Like, obviously, you know, pandemic permitting or or what? Um, honestly, me and my manager, we haven't even like a big thing we've been focusing on is like sync placement. So like touring is like it's definitely a priority. Um, it's just why when we look at all the obstacles and logistics of everything, it's just like, all right, if, if this is what we want to do, you know, there's going to be this hoop to jump through, this hoop to jump through. And I'm not going to say it's not important or we shouldn't be prioritizing that right now. I just, I don't think, I, I just think right now it's just going to be so limited on the experience. And I'm like, you know, my name is literally Ronnie Ray, bro. Like when I'm on stage, I, I need motherfuckers to be throwing themselves against each other. I need people close knit, you know, so I honestly think it would impact my performance if it was like a super, you know, limited, you know, performance. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't see how, how good that would be. But at the same time, you don't know. Some states might open up, and if those states are my states where I have audience and stuff like that, you know, I'll, I'll pop out for a show. But as an official tour, I don't, I don't see us doing that this summer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, are you... If you do have the chance to go back into doing shows, though, like one-off shows and stuff, I mean, are you excited for that at least? You know what I mean? To be able to kind of get back into performing in person again? Oh, yeah, man. I love performing, man. That's my favorite thing about this whole, you know, music thing. I like recording and making music, but, like, performing it is the reason why I make the music because that, that live performance is just something that it's an experience that people never forget. You know, you walk away with that memory for the rest of your life. Um uh, or not if you went too hard but you know mm -hmm. it's like it's important you know to the brand and that's like a big part of, of who i am is performing on stage yeah bro i mean i haven't i don't think i've seen you perform yet in person i'm trying to think i don't think i have i need to um you know maybe we should set something up like in chicago this summer like i, I really want to do like a show like i know eric with cc like we've been talking about trying to do a show it'd be super hard to like you know get a bunch of the guys together that are just going crazy and gals too of course in chicago and just like throw something on like that'd be raw as fuck yeah i'd be down for something like that you know because yeah. i don't have to leave the state you know i could just come and you know do what i need to do right right like it's just something where it's just like all right who, who who's in chicago like this weekend you know if you're here come through to perform type thing just something slight for like you know the community you know yeah, um yeah. but it'd be raw i mean i i can't we can't not talk about your new dog um <laughs> You were, I forgot your dog's name. I'm sorry. What's your dog's his name? name is, his name is Rocco. He's a six-month-old cane corso. Bro, how's it been being a dog owner, being a doggy dad, bro? Man, honestly, 
I must say, dude, like it's like having a real kid. Like my my dog is so clingy and uh, needy of attention, and you know it, it's funny because like this dog breed is like supposed to be like super vicious, but like this dog is honestly the sweetest thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it, it's weird because I'm not an animal person. You can ask anybody. Like I was not a fan of people like dogs when I go to their house. Like put your dog away from me. You know, like. But this dog, I don't know what it is about him. I think it's just because I saw how small and tiny he was, and like this nigga's growing like rapidly. Uh, I got him in January. You remember when I posted a picture? Oh, he was like yeah. six, seven pounds. Now yeah. he was like 50, 60 pounds. And they're like, he's only a quarter through his growing rate. I'm like, Jesus. Nah, bro, I haven't met him yet. I need to meet your dog. I remember, like, when you when you put him up on Instagram, I, I hit you. I'm like, bro, I'm jealous as hell because, like, I really want to get a dog, like, out here. Um, like I got my dog back home with my family, but like I want one out in Chicago as well. And like I was just like, damn, he's cute as hell. All all of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> just 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 loving it yeah. for you. Um, like, have, can you bring your dog out and shit? Like, do you bring your dog to like you know the stew once in a blue moon or nah? Is it just like not? It's not like that. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, uh, I mean, he's good around people, but like in an enclosed space for an extended period of time, I don't think he would be too, I mean, honestly, he would just probably sleep, you know, but when he's not sleeping, you know, he likes to run around and jump on stuff and do this and that. I don't think he's like a studio dog yet. Maybe when he gets a little bit older, but you know, I could definitely like bring him out. You know, he is weird around dogs though. He's like more cool with people than he is with animals. Uh, I mean, but, it makes sense. Cause he's, if you're saying he's like an aggressive breed, it's like, I don't know, just having puppy experience i guess it's like puppies are awesome around people when like people are raising a puppy if that you know makes sense and right. that's like kind of what i feel like is going on with your dog it's lit though man it's so cool like you know because dogs are like a real real long time ass investment you know it's not just well, like no. a oh we got the pet for like you know whatever it's like nah bro like that's a daily thing you know like the people who like i don't know who don't have pets just don't understand <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, like right now, my family, uh, everybody's in South Carolina, it's just me and him, you know, and I'm like, damn, like, now I'm, like, a full-time yeah. right now, you know, like, I just took him up to go get a bath, he got his nails done and everything, and I'm just like, this is crazy, because I'm like, normally, I would do that, bring him back to the house, somebody would be coming home, now I go to the studio, now I'm just like, I'm with this kid all day, so we'll see how these next three days go. Yeah, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. I mean, dude, uh, what do you got coming out next? I mean, what do you what do you kind of have on radar for people to kind of be looking out for? Um, yeah, man, I got some I got some crazy shit I'm working on. Uh, honestly, so the next song that we're coming out, it does it's not even titled yet, but it's a more upbeat, you know, but it is still melodic in a way, aggressive melodic, if if you will. Um. Yeah, I got some of that coming out, some some energy music, some some summer vibes coming out. And then later on in the year, you know, we're going we gonna to start dropping the emotional shit when it gets cold out again. But for right now, you know, we just going to come with the energy and, uh, yeah, just brighten things up a little bit. Because I think even with this COVID stuff, I still think we're going to pop out this summer. I think it's going to be a lit summer. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I was talking with doctors yesterday, bro. Um, and, like, they were saying, like, they feel like August is going to be a pretty good point. I mean, you know, people listening, you don't got to hold me accountable for that. I'm not a medical professional. The medical <laughs> professionals are thinking like when we get to July and August, you know, like we're going to actually be at a spot where it's like, 
you know, we're in a good, we're in pretty good hands here. I mean, I, f- I feel like that's where we are honestly going. I mean, you see like Lyrical's doing their show. Like, isn't, is Lala been confirmed yet? I have not seen anything about Lala Blues. I feel like that's the only show though, because like Internet Money just announced a, f- a fucking festival today in uh, Florida. Um, there, like, there's a ton of people doing shit. Obviously, Rolling Loud and like all the other venues and all the other, excuse me, like shows are, are running. So it's like, I definitely agree, man. I feel like this summer, like, people are just gonna be moving. Like, it, it's not gonna be like last year at all, where like people are inside. You know what I mean? Like, and especially once I saw California's like governor or whatever, like, say, all right, yeah, you guys can start having concerts in like April. I'm like, yeah, all right, yeah. It's like. You can you can bank on us having like a a pretty productive summer with like a lot of moving and like impromptu travel. Like I feel like a lot of that the normalcy of before the pandemic is going to be back in at least environment like certain environments. All right, I think the fear mongering has slowed down a little bit. You know, because I'm not gonna lie, like I haven't been sick like this whole pandemic. I know maybe four people who got it, one including my grandma and like a couple other people. Um, but I think after seeing it, like, this whole past year, like, to this point, I think people are just like, yo, like, either I got it already, so I'm not going to get it again, or I haven't gotten it, so it's like, what am I, like, living in fear of, you know, so, I I mean, that's, I'm not a medical professional, like you said, so, I mean, I'm not going to tell people how to live their lives, but I think we can't just keep living in fear for forever, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, dude, I feel like we're definitely getting to that point, though, where we're, we're just almost there, um, Anyway, though, during, like, lockdown and shit, did you find, like, I guess any new new hobbies or, like, new talents or whatever? I mean, like, what did the pandemic, I guess, show you, if anything, uh, like, about yourself or people around you, you know, et cetera? Um, trying to think of a couple things. Honestly, I started gaming a lot more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I started trading, like, cryptos and stocks and stuff, like, right before the pandemic. Like, yeah, you're, before you're, and like, you're, like, active as fuck with it too bro i be this man on twitter for those who don't know already like he'd be talking about his stocks and his trades like every other day yeah i need people to know like honestly because I'm, I'm one of those people dude i didn't come from money you know like nobody ever taught me about this shit i didn't know about any of it so basically i'm, I'm the type of person i've seen a couple people get successful from it and i'm like okay so I know this guy, I know his position, and I know that he didn't have a fucking trust fund to just pump into some stocks, so he actually built that up. So I just, like, got obsessed with it, and I'm just like, yo, this stuff is not that hard when you really think about it. And it's like, I don't know, if you just casually build your portfolio up and treat it like a savings account, just put some money in an account before you even make a trade, you know, and then some shit might happen, you know, buying some crypto, everything is going to be way bigger than what it is in, like, six months, you know, so... I don't know. I, I just try to educate my supporters. And it's like, I'm one of those people with, I just look at myself as a source of information. You know, if people come to me for music or some other shit, or because I'm just make, being funny on Twitter, and then they come across some valuable information that could change their life, like, that's the whole purpose why I'm doing this shit, you know? So to have that influence, whether it's good or bad, you know, I try to do good with my influence and try to educate people that, hey, you don't have to just read about it and see other people doing it. Like, you can actually do this stuff yourself because I'm doing it, you know? So. Yeah. That's really what it is. You know, I never post, like, my numbers or anything like that because I'm not trying to, like, flex or, like, brag or something like that because I do take L's, too. You know, everybody take L's. Yeah. So it's like, I, I tell them that, too. I'm like, yo, these are lessons to be learned, and we're learning together, you know, trying to build a community. Uh, 
I think that's really what the main thing is or what my goal is with, you know, sharing that information. Because really, I could just do this shit and make a million dollars and never tell anybody and just act like I'm a rich rapper, got rich from music, you know. And people do shit like that, but I'm, I'm super transparent with it. Bro, I, like, I listen, I don't trade or anything. I, I want to get into it. I, like you said, I've never had anyone, like, really show me or, like, I've just never also taken the time and, like, myself. But I do obviously see it on Twitter, like, just the community around stocks and shit that I feel like always was probably there. But, like, recently, especially with the pandemic, bro, I mean, it was just, like, so popular. It was almost, it's almost mainstream, like, pop culture now. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it really is, man. It's a beautiful thing to see, bro, because think about, like, when we were, like, in high school or whatever, somebody talks about old trading stocks and this, that. You think of a rich, older person. You don't think of, like... People are age. You don't think of you know regular Joe Schmo in a, in a Walmart. Like everybody's doing it now, you know. And I, I don't know. I think it, it's it's important that everybody does do it because that way these super rich people. You know, people always say eat the rich and complain about rich people doing this and doing that. It's like there is like you can play the same game as them now. You don't need to have a million dollars to start trading stocks. You don't need to do this. And I think that accessibility now that it's all on phone apps makes every little kid or every you know young adult want to do this shit now and it's beautiful to see now because now we can exchange this information we can get stuff trending we can make numbers go up and that, that's the name of the game you know have you made like some you got any wild like networking stories or like just stories in general from like you know the trading and stuff uh there is one guy i follow on twitter uh his name is sam and honestly the guy he is a little older he's like 50, 40, son, I don't know, I don't want older guy from Texas, and, like, this dude, he'll, he'll post, uh, you know, his opinions on stuff, he, he's really confident in his opinion, like, he doesn't give a fuck what you think about it, and, uh, it's kind of like me, but, like, a finance version of me, it's just funny, but, yeah, he gets on there, he talks his shit, and then people get on there, and they challenge him, they're like, you're wrong about this, you're wrong about this, and then the next day he'll go and he'll quote their their tweets and stuff like that and he'll be like, look at this, I made ninety thousand dollars on this trade, sixty thousand dollars, seventy thousand. Like he's going stupid crazy and uh, he has like chat rooms and stuff you can get in. There's discords that I'm in for cryptos with like a bunch of eighteen year olds that are making fucking ten thousand dollars every two weeks and doing crazy shit. Um, and I actually, oh, there's there's a crazy story. One of my fans, he was a fan, he's from Texas, Max Reyes. He uh. We've always been tuned in. He found me in, like, 2016 on SoundCloud, and, like, we connected off that. And, you know, I've always stayed cool with him, you know, sharing a little story, talking to him, checking in on him, making sure he's straight. And then one day he's like, yo, he's like, I see you posting about this and that. I'm in a Discord. Come join the Discord, man. We going crazy. And I hopped in there, and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm open-minded. Like, what's what's going on? And I look. It's a bunch of college-age kids. Like, yeah, look at this trade, $200 to $18,000. $100 turned into $8,000. And it's like, oh, this shit is crazy. Like, and it's all trading cryptos that are not like super public yet. It's like they like 0. 0.00009 cents for one coin type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's the craziest thing. And that's, that's really what I've been on uh, recently because, you know, think about it if something costs, you know, one millionth of a penny and you spend 50 bucks on it, you have like a million pennies, or I mean a million coins, and then if that shit goes up to a penny or a dollar or something like that, you're going to be rich forever. Yeah. yeah it's wild. It's really wild, bro. It really is. Um. Well, all right, bro. I, I don't think I got too much left for you. Um. Do you got anything else you really want to say to the fans here? 
Yeah, I would say go stream middle of the night on all platforms. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Ronnie Rage, at Ronnie X Rage on everything. Uh, yeah, just tune in, man, because I'm about to start going crazy this summer. As soon as I start dropping again, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be Ronnie's season. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. Come tune in. Yeah, that's a fact. That's not cap, man. Ronnie, I appreciate you joining uh, the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast for an episode, man. It was a real treat to have you on, like, We'll definitely have to connect again and do another one, like, and update this. You know what I mean? You're going to have to be one of the outstanding guests or outlasting guests. Man, yeah, I'm with it, man. You know, I'm, I'm riding with y'all forever, man. Whatever you need, just let me know, man. Thank you. Hell yeah. Honestly. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, this was the Culture Capture Spotlight podcast. Uh, tune in next week for a new episode. Until then, thank you.